Welcome to Inside Athletic Training, a podcast from the Professional Baseball Athletic Trainer Society and the ultimate destination for athletic training professionals, students, and educators looking to learn more about sports medicine and athletic training. In each episode, we'll dive headfirst into conversations with experts in the field, bringing you insights, stories, and cutting-edge information about athletic training and sports medicine. This week on the Inside Athletic Training Podcast, we welcome in Brian Ebel, the head athletic trainer with the Baltimore Orioles and winner of the 2023 Major League Baseball Athletic Training Staff of the Year Award. Enjoy the show. All right, Brian, welcome to the Inside Athletic Training Show again. We appreciate you coming on this week to talk about some big news for you and your staff there in Baltimore. Uh, For those who have not heard the news yet, Brian and his staff were honored with the 2023 Major League Baseball Athletic Training Staff of the Year Award as voted on by PBATS members at the 2023 Winter Meetings last week in Nashville. Uh, So, Brian, to get started, first, congratulations to you, Mark, Patrick, Chris, everybody on your staff for the honor. Um, Talk to the listeners about what this award means to you guys, especially as it's voted on by your peers across the league. Thank you, Sam. Um, you know, I mentioned in my remarks to the PBAS membership last week in Nashville when we received the award that, you know, I felt like almost every staff in that room in Nashville was works hard and was deserving, you know, in some way of, of this award. But I think why it means so much to me and the and, and my staff is that this is an award voted on by, you know, all 30 Major League Baseball athletic training staffs. And, you know, there's there's no scoring rubric or attendance requirement for it. This is our peers saying to us that, Hey, you guys are, are doing something right in Baltimore. And, um, you know, there's a certain feeling, I think of validation, you know, to that, um, you know, my team brings it every single day, they work hard. And so I'm, I'm just elated. So happy for them that, you know, they kind of get the recognition that they deserve. And, uh, and the, and the fact that it was voted on by our colleagues that we, we just have, so much respect for you know around the league uh mm-hmm. it, it really you know that awards that much more special to us you know you know yeah. you can think you know you're doing something right feel like you're doing something right as a staff but you know that and that's one thing but i think you know when your peers recognize it um you know that that's a good feeling and, and maybe a sign that you're on the right track yeah, I, obviously, uh, you know, you guys are in the trenches with your own staff, but also with staffs around the league, you get together with the guys, you know, during batting practice and whatnot. And so to be awarded by those guys who see all the work you put in is is really a, a special honor for for the whole staff there in Baltimore. Um, obviously, you guys had a, an amazing year on the field, um, AL East champions, such a bright future in Baltimore. Um, was there anything specific, in your opinion, that made this year so special for you and your staff? Because um, obviously, you know, as we mentioned, you got the attention of your colleagues across the league. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a just a really fun year, an exciting year here in Baltimore. Uh-uh. But I think for one, you know, anytime a, a team outperforms what the models or predictions, you know, say, you know, in our division, right. In the AL East, um, you know, people are going to start paying attention, you know, when you, when you start to do well, you know, for, for so long. Uh, and, you know, secondly, we had over a hundred wins this year, you know, in Baltimore, mm-hmm. you know, the last time New Orleans won over a hundred games was, was back in 1979. So uh, we had an unexciting group of young players, but that's going to start to get, 
the attention of people, right? And people are going to start looking at, oh, well, how did they do it? You know, um, you know, from our scouting departments and player development to, you know, our general manager, by the way, Michael Elias was named executive of the year this year, mm-hmm. you know, who does a job leading our, our, our baseball operations department. Um, Brandon Hyde was our manager, manager of the year this year. So, you know, all the way from those guys down to our coaching staff, to our, to our analysts and you know, to sports med and per- performance, it really was, you know, a group and kind of a concerted effort. And I always like to say, you know, a little dumb luck, you know, and staying healthy never hurt <laughs> yeah. either. Um, but I think that's why, you know, kind of, you know, there was so much attention on, on the Orioles this year, you know, kind of how they started out. But, you know, I always say, you know, been doing this for a while. And I, I kind of always say at the end of the day, though, what really wins baseball games are, are really good baseball players. And, mm-hmm. and No, no doubt about that. And like you mentioned, just top to bottom in the organization, extremely special year for the Orioles. Um, You talked a bit earlier about, you know, there's no rubric, there's no, you know, points for attendance uh, for this award. Um, To give some insight into what goes into the award, can you share a bit with the listeners about what you guys look for um, when you're casting your own vote for the staff of the year? Is there a certain criteria you keep in mind or or something uh, that you take from when, when you're thinking about the deserving staffs across the league? You, you know me a little bit now. By now, Sam, I'm kind of a big attention. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe some would say to a fault. Um, so it kind of starts for me when I when I walk into your facility. You know, and you, do you do you provide what you're required to provide? You know, for the CBA, for the mm-hmm. visiting team, for the for the league. Do you do you, do you go above and beyond that? Um, you know, as your EAP, your emergency action plan, up to date, is it well planned? You know, did you make a, an effort to, you know, put up the medical coverage for that particular series on the wall? You know, if I see, you know, your doctor that retired three years ago, his contact information up there, you know, that, that to me is, you know, a sign <laughs> that you're not attention to, to some of that's tough. But no, all joking aside, you know, th- those are some of the things right off the bat that I look at. I, you know, I don't really look at the facility itself as criteria because, you know, you can be a great athletic trainer, a great athletic training staff and happen to work in an older, you know, not so great facility. Right. But, uh, I think, you know, no matter what facility you're in, you can kind of tell effort, you know, if someone's made the effort or whatever, and, and, you know, uh, maybe we've had an on-field in, you know, event at your field and you were really helpful and, you know, your plan was great, worked out good and you helped us out. Maybe I need, you know, help facilitating an appointment or something like that. And, you know, the one thing to remember is we play as many games on the road as we play at home, right? So we play mm-hmm. 81 games home and 81 games and 162 games on the road. So, you know, you want to be, you know, you play half those games on the road. So you want to be treated, you know, I kind of treat teams how I would like to be treated, you know, uh, you know, when I'm on the road or, or, or wherever. And, you know, I'll do anything for my colleagues, you know, across the field if they need something, they may need to make a roster move and they might need an MRI that night or, mm-hmm. you know, early morning and, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to, you know, facilitate those kinds of things. So those are some of the things that, you know, kind of, I look at shout out to, you know, my colleagues with the Yankees in New York, Tim Lintick, I, you know, situation this year, I, I called him at eight 30 in the morning in New York and I, someone woke up with a toothache and I needed a dentist, you know, at eight 30 in the morning by nine o'clock, you know, we were, walking to a dentist office in Manhattan, you know, that was mm-hmm. already set. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that, that really, you know, kind of 
are helpful and mean a lot. And what, what you'll find out is that at some point, you know, it's great to help your colleagues because at some point you're going to find yourself in that situation, you know, needing help too. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, you know, our colleagues are, are just so good about that. And those are some of the things too, that I think, you know, kind of go into those decisions. Yeah, very interesting to hear your your perspective on, you know, obviously you're a voter for this award um, and, and you won it this year. So cool to hear what you take into consideration, um, you know, outside of the physical limitations some clubs might have, you know, with space or the training room. So it's really cool to hear about those relationships and, and how the uh, athletic training staffs work together uh, throughout the year. Uh, Brian, one one thing that's pretty cool and special, I think, um, in 2011, you were part of Richie Bansell's staff with the Orioles that won this exact same award. Um, now you are, you know, a two-time Major League Baseball Staff of the Year winner. What does that mean to you? Um, you know, throughout your career, you've you've been a part of so many accolades, but to win this honor twice in Baltimore, what does that mean to you? Uh, you know, kind of as it explains your career. Yeah. <clears throat> well, for one, you're excited for your partner, right? You're excited for the other guy. You know, in my case, you know, for Richie, you know, I'm working together side by side with him, you know, every day. Um, you know, you're really excited for that person uh, as well. Um, and, you know, back then it was just me and Richie with an intern, you know, the staffs were not the size <laughs> then sure. as they are today. Right. So, uh, you know, again, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of a little bit of a validation. I think PBAT is such an amazing group of individuals who, you know, work so hard, you know, to get things done, mm-hmm. serve the community, serve their teams, you know, nationally, internationally, and to be recognized by, you know, people like that in an organization like PBATS is, again, it's just really an honor because there are a lot of great men and women committed to excellence in, in, in our organization and, and mm-hmm. professional base. So, um, you know, it's just, it just means a lot. And I, and I want to talk a bit more about the guys on your staff. Obviously, uh, you know, like Richie relied so much on you to to bring that award home in 2011. Um, you know, you rely heavily on on your staff, uh, Mark Shires, Patrick Wesley, Chris Poole, obviously more more people than them. But those are the guys who are with you every day uh, um, in the training room. Um, talk about those guys and uh, kind of what this award means, you know, for the entire staff. Well, <clears throat> these guys were excited and I, I, I'm so so happy for them, you know, to get recognized for their efforts. Um, you know, they each are kind of unique and bring a different kind of expertise, if you will, to our, to our staff, you know, every single day. And I, I, I say this all the time. You've probably heard me say it, but you know, I'm, I, I'm a demanding leader. We, you know, we expect excellence here in, in the organization, but I think fair, uh, a leader and, mm-hmm. and, um, these guys come to expect that. So, you know, uh, I think the last time you had me on the podcast, I spoke to you about kind of the role delineation model I use with my staff. And, you know, mm-hmm. Mark shot an extremely strong, you know, clinician, you know, on my staff and, uh, you know, does a great job. But he's also very tech savvy and he helps me with, you know, KPIs and injury analytics and, you know, special projects and stuff like that. I might, I might, you know, need, um, he helps with, Educate, you know, we do a lot of education and stuff like that of our minor league athletic trainers. And, and you know, he's uh, very valuable, valuable to me in that way. and helps me with that. And uh, as well as some EMR, you know, related projects. And Pat Wesley is, you know, he, he has a lot of duties on my staff, but he's in charge of like hydration testing daily and travel logistics and making sure we get all our equipment and trunks and things like that on the road for road trips. And 
our home facilities and equipment, uh, upkeep and maintenance. And he does all of the supply ordering, uh, for me and inventory and things like that. And, you know, in the hydro work, the, the hydro rooms today, you know, are, are kind of so elaborate. They're not your standard, you know, stainless steel, you know, whirlpools anymore. You know, that mm-hmm. most of them have, you know, swim X or hydro works or some form of hydrotherapy pools and things like that. And those all require a lot of maintenance, you know, kind of on a daily basis. And he's kind of my, I kind of my glue that, that holds all that stuff together. He takes care of, you know, make sure our emergency equipment's ready to go, sets up the bench every night, things like that. So, uh, he kind of holds that stuff together and Chris pool is just, he's kind of my right hand man. You know, I kept him on the staff, you know, after, after COVID, uh, you know, and, and, and he helps me with kind of all things administratively from compliance, to work comp stuff to, you know, scheduling appointments and, you know, scheduling docs and x-ray techs and personnel mm-hmm. like that for the medics, for the game, stuff like that. So, um, these guys are very, very key to me. And also part of my staff that, you know, we haven't mentioned yet is my physical therapist, my PT, uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Corrick, uh, and our massage and manual therapist, Achilles Toriaba. They are both, they spend most of the majority of their time with patient care and, but they're both dual credentialed, you know, clinicians also. So they're athletic trainers as well. And although they have different titles, you know, with the team and with the club, uh, this, this award for me is, is every much theirs as it is, you know, ours, uh, mm-hmm. as well, because, you know, they, they, they work with us every day as well. And, and, uh, they just, they do a terrific job. So very proud of the entire staff and, um, uh, man, I'm, I'm just really, really excited and, 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 and happy for them to get the recognition that I feel like they really deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously everybody on the staff deserves that recognition. Super excited for those guys to get that. Um, one thing, you know, I know you're not a guy that wants to, wants to talk about himself too much, but, um, you know, recognition throughout your career is something that's <laughs> becoming pretty common, um, on your resume. Um, you know, last time we had you on the show, we talked about all those accomplishments and accolades throughout your career. Now that you've added another piece of hardware to your collection, and as you reflect on your career in Baltimore and the stage you're at now, leading the staff, um, looking back on your early days, could you have ever imagined all of the success when you were breaking in with uh, with the Orioles nearly, you know, forty years ago? Yeah. Well, the short answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, Sam, if you ask me to do something, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do it for you. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to half-ass it. You know, you're going to get my best mm-hmm. work on everything that I do. And, um, you know, I, I, I think I said on the last time where I was on your podcast, you know, I, I operate like I don't want to really let anybody down mm-hmm. and, you know, I have to be the same way, you know, and if we're going to take time to do something and it's important enough to do it. We're going to do it. You know, we're going to see it through. We're going to do it the right way. And, um, all I can say is, you know, I love what I do and I love getting up and going to work every day and, you know, Somewhere I've been blessed so far with with good health and, and good energy, and you know, I mean, make make no mistake about it. This 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 job is a lot of work, and it, and it and it seems like the workload kind of increases a little bit each year. But I mean, I love leading guys in this great team and this great organization, and I, uh, you know, it's a great group of clinicians. And as long as I still love it and can be effective, you know, I I I want to keep doing it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been really, I've been really blessed in that way. 
Yeah. And what you mentioned, you know, the passion you have for the organization. Um, one kind of crazy statistic is you're the fourth head athletic trainer in Orioles history since the team arrived in Baltimore in, in 1954. Um, what does that mean to you? Just, you know, you talk about how you, you worked and operate to just not let anyone down and you're going to give your best no matter what. And I can attest to that being completely true in, you know, the past 15 so years of, of knowing and working with you. Um, but what does it mean to do it in Baltimore um, over and over again and just kind of be a face of uh, of the staff there in in the Orioles organization? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. I, you know, because, you know, being a part of this organization and athletic training staff is, is kind of one of the things that drives me because, um, you know, I feel an obligation to kind of carry the torch, if you will, you know, kind of uphold the high standards of the, you know, of healthcare that kind of been established here and that we've all kind of together established. And I think you mentioned consistency and, you know, I think that's the key word here because each of us and meeting my, you know, predecessors and, and, and the people, you know, kind of before me have been able to kind of advance player health, you know, in each of our eras in which, in, in which we've worked, you know, and I think there's been a kind of a strong connection, you know, to the generations here in Baltimore, you know, mostly by former players, you know, uh, like I work fantasy camp, for example, you know, and so I, you know, through all my years of doing fantasy camp and, you know, being at alumni events and things like that, I've, I've had the opportunity to be around a lot of former Orioles that, you know, that were here before I even got here and, and, and just kind of to see that connection, you know, um, you know, I still take calls from former players, you know, from every generation of, you know, of playing here, you know, looking for healthcare mm -hmm. advice or maybe they need a doctor, you know, somewhere, and, you know, who do I recommend and things like that. And, you know, when they come back to visit, they all come back to the athletic training room, you know, they all come back mm -hmm. and always welcome. And I think that's part of that consistency. You know, I've, I've established friendships, you know, and relationships with former Orioles that I never even had as players. You know, I may have had them in fantasy camp or I may, know them from these events that I mentioned, but they were maybe close to Ralph Salvon or close to Richie Bansells, you know, at some point. Um, but there's that bond that they feel comfortable, you know, coming back to the athletic training room. And, you know, um, so I, I don't take granted, I don't take that lightly. I think that's a, a charge, you know, to, can, to carry that on, you know, to kind of, like I said, carry that torch, you know, um, here because um, yeah. there just seems to be a hard to explain, but exists. And it's really amazing and a testament really to the quality uh, and consistency of my predecessors that, that, that they established, you know, and made, and made all these players, you know, feel comfortable. It's really, really cool to see former players, you know, come into the athletic training room and, you know, talk to you and talk about, you know, Ralph or Richie or, or even Eddie Wiener or people like that. And, and um, you know, because somewhere along the line, there was a connection to those guys from all those guys. And that, that's really cool. No, I think, uh, you know, the consistency in Baltimore is unmatched. I mean, like I said, just four head athletic trainers in, in basically the history of the franchise since since 1954. Um, so pretty amazing standards you guys have there and you are, are doing an awesome job upholding those. Um, we talked a bit about the early days in your career um, on the last podcast. And you also mentioned, you know, you never could have imagined uh, getting to this point as a younger athletic trainer. Um, we're now in the midst of the offseason. Um, there will be a ton of first year athletic trainers across the minor leagues this coming season. 
Um, you're obviously far away from those years in your career. Uh, is there any advice that you might want to share with those younger athletic trainers, maybe Baltimore Orioles interns coming up this year, um, just people who are getting into baseball for the first time and, and obviously looking to eventually maybe have a career like yours? I think my best advice to young athletic trainers is to be patient. Um, you know, it, it seems like so many people these days are looking for some instant success or instant gratification and, and, you know, wanting to kind of move up the ranks, you know, before kind of paying their dues. And, and all I can tell them is that, is that it'll, you know, if they're patient and they do a great job and, 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 you know, they're a good fit for the organization and the organization's a good fit for them, you know, I, and, and with a lot of hard work and dedication and getting involved, you know, what happened for, you know, it's like, you know, I spent three years in, in rookie ball. I spent, you know, three years in double a, you know, before advancing, you know, so that's six years of my career that I spent with the Orioles before I really had truly, you know, advanced and things like that. So I think, uh, I think if people are patient, you know, good things will come to them, but you got to work hard, you know, and you gotta, you gotta, you know, get involved with, you know, your own organization and, and, you know, maybe an organization in, in society like PBAS where you kind of get your name out there where, you know, you do a great job on a project and, you know, you get recognized by other teams because if, if there's, you know, not room in your organization, usually there's somebody there that'll, they'll speak up for you on your behalf and say, Hey, you know, this guy does a great job. We don't, we don't really, we're not able to promote him, but you know, maybe or her, but maybe you can, and maybe you have a job for them. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, do that, you know, kind of find your passion, you know, find your research interest. You know, for me, uh, it was in interval throwing programs and, 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 you know, UCL surgery, reconstruction and rehab, right. That that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, what I did. And then even beyond that, you know, kind of core muscle injuries and things like that, that we were seeing, you know, those things kind of saw us before we saw them, you know, back in the day. And, and, you know, those are two areas, you know, that, I've spent, you know, kind of my career continuing to, to hone in on and work on, for example. So, you know, kind of find your passion and, and interest and, and, and kind of go for it, you know, and then have mm -hmm. pride in yourself, pride in your work and your organization. And, and just, like I said, bring it, you know, bring it every day <laughs> and, and be, be prepared. Yeah. No, that, that's great advice. And, and obviously it's coming from a source of extreme knowledge and experience, um, in yourself. Uh, one thing you did mention, uh, that I want to touch on is getting involved. Um, you are an extremely well-respected and knowledgeable member of PBATS, you know, served on the executive board, um, managed the EMR committee, which is a huge undertaking and you guys do an awesome job there. Um, the goal of PBATS is obviously to bring, you know, the profession of athletic training uh, to the forefront um, and just have a voice for the profession and for you guys, um, just like we're talking about here. As you look at PBATS and where it stands today, um, as and you as such an involved member, what are your hopes and dreams for for PBATS over the coming years? You know, obviously we just celebrated the the 40th anniversary, which is amazing to have some alumni back. Um, but but what do you kind of see as PBATS going forward as someone who's very involved? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, I think what PBATS means to me and, 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 you know, what my hopes are, I, I think was on full display, right. In Nashville last week. Um, you know, first and foremost, I mean, we're an educational society, you know, we, we were formed to kind of advance learning and education of athletic trainers and minor league athletic trainers. And, you know, there's just so many ways in which, you know, kind of we do that through scholarship and seminars and internship programs or, you know, like the joint educational sessions we just had 
in Nashville with our docs and, you know, performance staff and things like that. And it's, you know, it's amazing, you know, 40 years, you know, 40 years ago where we were and now 40 years later that we're kind of involved in some of the most relevant research and journals in the world. And, you know, we have members that are, that are published authors and accomplished lecturers. And, you know, we have great volunteers for community outreach and education and help with education and healthcare in our communities and cities and things like that. And this is really professionally, I think, really rewarding, you know, to see where we are, to see where we're going. And, you know, my hope is that, you know, that what, 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 what happened, you know, the first 40 years will continue to happen the next 40 years. And mm-hmm. then you know, that we'll continue to be even better as we continue, continue to be at the forefront of baseball medicine and, and education. That that's my hope for this organization. Yeah. And obviously it's a, a great help to have guys like you, um, having such an impact and, and really, really guys who care about the profession. And, and like you said at the beginning, you give it your all, you don't want to let anybody down. And I think that's a great attitude for, for anyone involved in the society and anyone involved in the profession as well. Um, and speaking of some people involved, I know we talked about your staff and the people you work with every day. Um, I know there are a ton of more people who you could mention who make up your entire sports medicine staff. Um, so I just want to give you a couple minutes here uh, just to recognize anybody we may not have have talked about um, who helped you guys bring home this award this year. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it really is a, a group effort. And, you know, we wouldn't be successful without even starting at the top of our organization, you know, with, with ownership by giving us the resources that we need to operate and our senior management team, and our, our front office and, and, and baseball ops team, you know, with, you know, it starts kind of with, with, player procurement, moving down to our manager and things like that, you know, um, our minor league, minor league staff, you know, deserves a lot of credit too. you know, our coordinators and, you know, uh, our minor league medical coordinators, our, our international coordinator, our minor league, you know, PT, uh, Byron Campbell is, a, is our minor league P, PT. And I send a lot of players, you know, down to him, you know, and, and he's a big help. So, you know, he deserves some mention in this, you know, as well as part of our success, but, uh, you know, just, just all of our minor league trainers that work hard every day and, and work on our players. And, you know, we keep going back to that, that theme of consistency, but that's something that, that we really do try to, to teach here is, is to try to have that consistent approach, whether it's, you know, our exercise programs and, cut, you know, arm care like that, and, you know, our core program, you know, whatever it might be, we try to have that consistency throughout. So every, every, each and every, athletic trainer, you know, up and down our system, you know, is, is in some way, you know, deserves some credit. So I'm just truly humbled to, to, you know, to lead such amazing, you know, men and women, you know, and, and the sports medicine team here with the Orioles. Well, Brian, you know, a huge congratulations again to you and your staff and the entire Orioles organization, as we talked about, you know, from, the the awards given out at the winter meetings across the the organization, not just the athletic training staff. You guys had such an amazing year. Um, so again, congratulations from PBATS on the award, and we wish you and and your staff uh, best of luck this off season and and going into twenty twenty four. Thanks, Sam. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Inside Athletic Training. We hope you've gained valuable insights, inspiration, and knowledge to fuel your athletic training journey. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. 
And also, stay connected with us on pbats.com for more news about athletic training and sports medicine.